Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 109 of The Big Cruise Podcast. Uh, my name is Baz, I'm your host, and it's with great pleasure that we bring you this latest episode. Uh, this episode is a little bit different. We're mixing it up a bit this week. Uh, we're going to first of all start off with a great cruise review, thanks to Chris in... Uh, the US of A, he's got a great review of Windstar Cruises up in Alaska. And then a little later in the show, we'll bring our very own Chris Frame back in, and he's got an update on all things Norwegian Primer. Now, we've had a couple of uh, messages from different listeners that want to get involved in the show in the form of a cruise review. Great news. We really look forward to bringing you into the show. And if you yourself have got a cruise review or a listener question, you can get in touch via the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com. In the top right-hand corner, click on Join the Show and uh, send in your question or the ship that you want to leave a review on and we'll be back in touch with you as soon as we can. Uh, But let's get straight into it. We've got a cracker of a show this week. Uh, Let's first of all head over to North America and speak with uh, our new friend Chris and talk all things Windstar. Enjoy the show. And next up on the show, very excited to welcome another listener who has had a great experience on another cruise. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you, Baz. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me on. No, no, not at all. You did get in touch via the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com, to say that uh, you are a lover of all things cruise. In fact, this cruise that we're going to talk about today, I think, was your 15th cruise that you've been on, on a variety of different uh, cruise lines. Um, But this time, we're heading on uh, one of my favorite uh, cruise lines. I haven't cruised on this ship, but I do love this cruise line, uh, Windstar, and of course, up to Alaska. What was the reason for choosing this cruise, Chris? Oh, um, it was... um... It was a bucket list item for my wife and I, uh, which we booked back in 2019. Uh, and as you know, with um, the pandemic and everything, uh, it continued to get pushed for, uh, to 20, then 21, and, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. 22. So as 22 came by, it just so happened to uh, tie into uh, our 30th wedding anniversary as well. So we oh, actually, fabulous. as they changed some of the dates, um, uh, we, we kind of booked it in to cover our 30th anniversary at the same time. So maybe um, third time's the charm, number one. Uh, but number two, we were able to celebrate our 30th anniversary um, on the, I don't know, that would have been the fifth day of the cruise, which was in uh, Sitka this year. Oh, beautiful. What a nice little story. And of yeah. course, you mentioned that you have cruised on Windstar before, but not on this particular ship. In fact, your two previous cruises were on the uh, the larger of the sailing vessels, which is, of course, uh, Windsurf. How do you find yes. her? Oh, we love the Windsurf. Uh, just beautiful. Um, this uh, small amount of passengers, quiet. Um, uh, and I think at the end of the day, it's not as much as about the ship. It's more about the crew yeah. um, and the smiling crew. Um uh, I think cruise number one, then food. I think you go on some cruises and it's always, how much food can I have and how great <laughs> is the food? But yep. no, it's it's the smiles, uh, them knowing your name after the first or second day. 
uh, and we had the same experience when we did on uh, the Star Breeze this time. It was it was it was just awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, fabulous. So Starbreeze uh, up in Alaska for the first time, it's as an 11-night cruise uh, heading in a northbound direction from Vancouver. We'll talk a little bit about the ports uh, a little later. Uh, but first sure. of all, let's talk about uh, embarkation. I know it was uh, a little uh, unusual this time. Um, so what happened in Vancouver? So, yeah, we, we, we got on in Vancouver. We stayed there the night prior uh, at the uh, Marriott Pinnacle. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to get even closer to the cruise port, um uh, Canada places where they leave from. There's the Pan Pacific Hotel. Yep. Uh, but we were about a half mile out. Uh, we got up early in the morning of uh, the day of embarkation. Uh, and um, we decided to take a, kind of a tour uh, to get towards the where the ships were. And we saw our, our ships there uh, in, in port. And we're so excited, along with the Grand Princess and the Holland America uh, Westerdam. And mm-hmm. we said, you know what? We're so close here. We're going to walk uh, from our hotel to um, the embarkation area with our bags. We don't need a cab here, and <laughs> which is what we did. It was about a ten-minute walk. We left our hotel about eleven forty-five. Our, our our boarding time was noon, so we thought all was good. Uh, and they actually had a lot of people that were taking that same tact, uh, and ah. uh, they took us down to. A parking ramp, uh, the first level of the area where the buses drop off uh, cruisers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once we got near that entrance, uh, we were asked uh, to go down um, and uh, and and go actually go down one extra level, uh, which there was no way to get down that extra level. And so we had to go down a, a, some more escalators along with all the princess passengers <laughs> and all the Holland America passengers. So. It was quite a quite a strange uh, experience for us, uh, and uh, given COVID and all that, and people trying to maintain distance, uh, putting uh, about 500 of us in an elevator, um, <laughs> it took quite some time to get down there with all of our bags at the same time. But once we did, we dropped them off. It was great, uh, and we went back up to the um, check-in area. Uh, uh, the, uh, the people that were working at um, Canada Place there uh, it was the only second time that Windstar had, I think, been in port. So ah. they did not know uh, about the check-in procedures, or many of them did not know, uh, that for Windstar, you actually check in on the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bigger cruise lines, you check in uh, off the ship, get your cruise card and everything. So it was hard for them to direct us uh, where to go. Uh, there were no signs or anything like that. So they sent us to security. Uh, we got to security. Uh, and uh, made it through that line. And when we got to uh, show off our passports at that time, they wanted to know where our cruise cards were, uh, which we didn't have because we hadn't checked in yet, of course. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> which was kind of funny. So we actually had a, uh, um, some, they pointed us to another uh, person that was working there that did have a list of the passenger names on our ship. Uh, and um, they had our name there, and they let us go through the security line. So made it through there, made it through U.S. Customs, and then uh, went to a waiting room where for Windstar, I think basically uh, for, uh, I guess it would be for maybe distancing reasons, uh, for COVID and stuff, stuff uh, they only let 20 people on at a time, which was, it was very good. Um, they did uh, make sure that we all had our uh, vaccination status. Uh, they did also give us a letter that said that they had saw, uh, before they got to Vancouver, uh, part of their crew had come down with COVID mm-hmm. and uh, were going to change the protocols on the ship that they were not going to require, but highly recommend uh, masks for everyone uh, indoors on the ship. Okay. Which kind of put a damper on what we were looking for. We thought we had gotten through that point, yeah. uh, but we certainly understood. Um, we knew that Windstar, uh, their employees, were still wearing masks, uh, both indoors and outdoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, we were more than happy to uh, be part of that uh, protocol. Uh, we finally did make it on the ship. Uh, we did. Our first job was to meet with the doctor, the ship's doctor, and the nurses okay. who actually took our uh, temperatures checked our vaccination cards, uh, and to make sure that we had tested negative uh, 48 hours prior. And they passed us through uh, to the actual check-in, which was in the uh, theater um, of, uh, of the ship. 
uh, and um, once we got our cruise cards uh, and we went to our cabin. So it was a long process, uh, but well <laughs> worth it. it. Um, yeah, well worth it once we got to see um, and uh, the ship, uh, basically brand new look. Uh, and the people there and that feeling that you get um, with them. I wish the crew didn't have masks on because part of Windstar is their big smiles and you couldn't yeah. see them. Yeah, uh, yeah, understandable. And, um, yeah, uh, but we made it to our cabin. And so uh, <laughs> that was the most important part. In fact, it took so long. We got to our cabin and our bags were waiting for us. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so a little different for us uh, than normal, but that was great. So we were able to unpack everything as soon as we got there. Fabulous. And for the listeners that are maybe not familiar with Canada Place, it's um, it's a, a busy port. It can handle three or four ships simultaneously, as it was doing that day. But it's also a conference center and a, a hotel as well. So it, it's quite a, a busy little spot when the, when the ships are in town, for sure. It is. And when we checked in, when we did our little reconnaissance prior to the cruise, uh, we went into the Pan Pacific Hotel, which is part of Canada Place. And it looked like uh, the people that were staying there were able to just give the bellmen their bags, and somehow the bags showed up on their ship. So, oh wow, uh, something if you could afford it or want to be yeah. part of that whole process, uh, check into the Pan Pacific. That would be uh, quite uh, unusual part of your or good yeah. part of your experience. Um, not <laughs> good to see your bags again once you live leave the hotel. <laughs> good tip, good tip. Now, you yeah. did touch on there that uh, the ship uh, was looking brand new. Of course, she has recently had a, a multi-million dollar makeover. In fact, it cost the three motor vessels. I think it was something like $250 million was spent. Um, but um, as, you, as you're walking up the gangway, did she, did, she, well, she, did she exceed your expectations as you were walking up there as to what you were there going to expect? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Well, I'm just walking on. Um, normally, when you get on a Windstar ship, all the ship's officers welcome you on. Uh, in mm-hmm. this case, I think, again, because of covid um, they were not there, just the security officers, but you still got that warm feeling. Um, um, they greet you with a, a glass of champagne uh, and um, and that beautiful ship smell. I don't know what that ship smell is, but it's there. <laughs> they uh, should bottle it, that's cruise. for sure. Yeah, every cruise you go on, that ship smell is there, and it was wonderful. And, uh, and we felt at home the minute we um, put, took that first step on and – it was like, let's get this thing going. Uh, and yes, uh, it, everything was new. Carpets uh, were wonderful. The, the decor, um, the original staircase was still there uh, from uh, when she was still uh, the, the Seaboard Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and we were able to see where some of the new rooms were um, after they added that extra section in, which was about an 80-foot four section uh, yep. back in 2019. So, yeah. So here's the cool thing. When we booked the cruise, it was on the smaller Star Breeze. And when we went on it, it was the bigger one. So that's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. And was it vis- visibly obvious where the, the inserted – so for the listeners that may not be aware, the, the ship was cut in half, separated, and a new section inserted midship. Is it visibly obvious where the, the new section is, or have they managed to kind of blend it in? Yeah, not at all. I think um, – if you'd been on the, um, the Starbreeze before, the Seaboard Spirit, you may have noticed uh, mostly up in the uh, – where the, the – uh, uh, where would it be? Uh, it would be more where the, uh, the pool is, the pool area, uh, and then also uh, where the uh, um, candles is in the back now, uh, mm-hmm. and then the coffee stop up in the front. Those are the two new changes, but – no other difference. You could never tell. Oh, wow. We did ask for a tour of the new rooms. Uh, we had a balcony room uh, on deck five, uh, which was the balcony suite. There's a star balcony suite, which is also on deck five and deck six. Uh, and the only difference is that they have the beds uh, in front of the windows or in front of the uh, French doors mm-hmm. uh, versus the old uh, older part of the ship, which is the living room, is by the doors, uh, and then uh, the beds are closer to the bathroom. Uh, we kind of like the living room being by the doors, <laughs> yeah. Um, especially when you're in Alaska, when the sun never goes down, yep. And you get up in the middle of the night and you don't want to interrupt anybody. Uh, <laughs> you can close some curtains and uh, stick your head out the door or out the window of the sea. Uh, the beautiful fjords um, at 3 a.m. still in in, in twilight. 
Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds incredible. Um, now, of course, no cruise can get underway without a, a lifeboat drill. For many cruise lines, the, the musters drill has, has changed significantly. Um, how, how does that happen on Windstar post uh, the changes? Uh, it is still traditional. Uh, oh, so, okay. Uh, yep, the, the blast of the ship's horn, uh, and you were to go to your room uh, and get your life vests. And then the only difference was we did not go to our muster stations. Uh, we all went up uh, to the pool deck. Uh, okay. And uh, so, uh, so part of it, so the ship holds right now about uh, 312 people. Uh, we lo- later found out we had about 191 on board. Oh, so wow. um, I think for a couple of reasons to have everybody outside and together and not too crammed together by the, they only have mm-hmm. four um, lifeboats, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, two giant ones uh, and then two smaller ones. So I think just being uh, closer to the pool and the pool deck uh, allowed for some extra space where everybody gathered and listened to the captain on the intercom, uh, give the instructions. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we quickly ran down and, put our life ass away and off we went for the cruise <laughs> oh fabulous um i forgot to talk about the cabin actually let's just go back a step next and um sure. talk about the, the the cabin um plenty of storage how was the bathroom that was it the traditional shower curtain or have, uh, upgraded to shower screens nowadays oh yeah no it was a beautiful um um beautiful cabin uh it, it's probably it's 26 square meters um or 277 square feet uh, the one we had, so that was part of the original design of the ship. So had the uh, two beds put together, so queen size bed kind of in the middle, mm-hmm. uh, a living space uh, towards the French doors of our of our suite, uh, of which we were able to open the doors and uh, both of us be able to kind of stand out there shoulder to shoulder. Um, yeah. Don't expect to put a chair there, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, to be on Alaska cruise and near a glacier and hear a glacier calving, um, right from your um, from your cabin, uh, fantastic. Um, the room itself, off to um, towards the bathroom and the um, area where you put all your clothes. It was a walk-in closet, plenty of space. Uh, again, this was a an eleven day cruise, so plenty of uh, room for all of our clothes. Uh, the bathroom itself, double sink. Uh, it was all remodeled uh, with mm-hmm. the retrofit. Uh, and the shower itself uh, had a shower head and a and a um, I guess what, what would you call that a, a gun a or whatever the yeah yeah, yeah. and, yeah. Um, and there was glass doors and it was actually not just one it was two doors so you could open like split in half so one you could mm-hmm. open to kind of turn on the shower and kind of close it till it got warm enough and uh, you jump in there um, and so just beautiful uh, never had a an issue with space. Uh, and always clean and uh, great water pressure. Um, uh, the bathroom was just wonderful, um, and the, uh, the cabin as a whole. We loved it. Brilliant. And remind me, is um, room service included on Windstar? I think it is, but I'm just double checking. It is 24 hours a day. Um, in fact, uh, a couple of nights we actually ordered room service. Actually, the final night when they had the the old lobster and uh, filet mignon mm-hmm. night. Um, mm-hmm. We had run out of time, and we had to go back to pack, and didn't have time to get to uh, to the uh, dining room. So we just had it in our cabin, and it was served just as professionally and beautifully on plates, and um, we enjoyed it. We actually had two different dinners uh, in our cabin, uh, and it, uh, and I think one of the reasons is if you're on a Caribbean cruise or or somewhere else in the Mediterranean on an actual time where the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be different to eat in the dining room, but when it's always light out, it's, it's hard to say, when is it dinner time? <laughs> um, and so when you, you just run out of time, it's like, you know what, we better eat something. So we would just call it in and uh, the room service would be there. Uh, and excellent experience, great service on room service, and it was all included. Brilliant. Great news. Um, now, let's continue on into the dining venues. Of course, with Windstar, there is um, a, a, quite a lot of choice when it comes to a, a small uh, cruise ship experience. Um, tell us about the different dining options that you had and uh, some of the ones that you sampled. Sure. Yeah. So in the morning, we'd wake up, uh, go get some coffee at the Yacht Club. Uh, so it's uh, so first thing in the lock, Yacht Club when it opens is um, all for an Alaska cruise, uh, they have their expedition team that goes up there at 7 a.m. every morning. So ah. it consisted of people that um, know about glaciers, know about whales, know about birds, uh, know about the ecology, whatever um, 
uh, is all Alaska. They're up there to answer any questions. And if you're at sea, they've got their binoculars out and they're watching. So that's where we'd always have a cup of coffee, um, maybe a croissant or a muffin or something. Um, uh, you could also go for uh, breakfast uh, at the, what was called the veranda. Uh, veranda is at uh, deck seven. Uh, so uh, a great space. Uh, and that's on the back of the ship. Uh, and that's more of a, uh, a buffet uh, style. Um, mm-hmm. And that's open until nine or 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, nothing is opened uh, between um, 10 a.m. and probably noon or 12.30 before lunch. So if, if you miss breakfast, you do have to do uh, room service. Yep. Uh, but when lunch does open, uh, they have a couple of places open. So the veranda opens once again for lunch, again, uh, buffet style. Uh, and then they also have um, the area uh, by the what's called the Star Bar. Uh, mm-hmm. And they have a what's called the uh, Star Grill by Stephen Richelin. Uh, so he's a master barbecue chef. Uh, okay. So he has a, uh, there's a barbecue area there um, that he has provided recipes for and had some great things uh, there. Um, uh, barbecued brisket, um, other items that they serve there at lunchtime. Uh, and so two great options for lunch. Uh, and then at dinner, um, you, again, have the chance to go back to veranda, which then turns into what's called candles, mm-hmm. which is dining under the stars. Uh, and um, when the sea day allows it, uh, if it's too cold, you can eat a- a inside. Uh, yep. And then you had um, uh, their main uh, dining area, uh, which is on uh, deck number uh, three. Uh, which mm-hmm. is called the Amphora Restaurant. Uh, yep. Again, a beautiful, a beautiful space. Great service there. Uh, a lot of window space uh, if you want to have a, a window and a look where you're going. Especially for an Alaska cruise, the sun hasn't gone down yet uh, to see the fjords or whatever it is. Uh, and then they also have what's called uh, Quadro Forty Four. It is a tapas restaurant, uh, and that's um, was designed by a chef called Anthony Sasso. Mm. And um, it was a place we got to go to once. Um, the grilled uh, octopus was probably the best on that menu there. Oh, uh, wow. wonder, uh, wonderful place, um, all different uh, sides. So you're not going to get filled up and you have just a chance to try all these different foods with a Spanish uh, flair to them. Um, uh, and uh, it actually took up uh, based on the, the ship design from the past when it was the seaboard spirit it used to be where a, Lifeboat was is now a restaurant and uh, oh. uh, quite beautiful, a uh, great place because it only holds, I'm guessing, maybe 30 people total. Oh, wow. So you do have to have reservations for that, but there's no extra cost for those restaurants. Beautiful. Sounds incredible. Making me uh, want to, to get back on board a Windstar ship, that's for sure. Now, yeah, um, sure. <laughs> you mentioned there's only 190 guests on board, so I'm guessing there wasn't uh, a problem finding space on board. But do you imagine if there was a full contingent of people and passengers that you would still be able to find that little space to call your own? I think uh, um, uh, the, around the pool, uh, the pool has got uh, a beautiful new pool with a um, kind of a, um, a sauna, uh, or not a sauna, kind of a... Um, hot tub above it so the hot tub kind of flows into the pool uh, which is kind of cool uh they also have a hot tub on deck five uh front at the bow uh which was not operative when we were on it but it would be another great place to to hang out Mm -hmm. uh so from a pool perspective i think great i think the only place there might be some congestion if the ship was full is back at veranda uh so where the uh the buffet is it was kind of crowded um and, and it may have been because the, the meal times were kind of short. There was probably only a two-hour time where you could go in there oh, okay. uh, for the lunches. Uh, and that kind of that kind of got full. Um, and I can't imagine adding an extra 100 people in there if they had the same amount. Right, um, yeah. But other than that, um, the other restaurants and the rest of the space were beautiful. Um, uh, and the fact that you're on an Alaska cruise. The most of the time you're spending is looking outside or uh, at port. So for a Caribbean cruise, maybe different. Um, um, yep. Or if in the med, in the med uh, but for Alaska, uh, it worked perfectly. Excellent. 
Now, um, let's talk about uh, onboard entertainment and activities. Of course, generally, sportship cruising is not all about entertainment. It's not about big shows. It's more about the destination that you're traveling to. You touched on that the uh, the naturalists and the, uh, the the experts in their yeah. field were available to you. What else was happening around yes. the ship? Um, they had uh, a duo. Um, they were from uh, South America, and I would just call it uh, a glorified karaoke band. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, the, the guy... Uh, the male that was had the guitar, he actually played a pretty good guitar behind the music, and the singer was wonderful. Uh, so they did most of the stuff uh, that was uh, around the pool. Uh, and then in the lounge, uh, there was kind of a four or sometimes five piece band uh, that played anything from jazz. They had actual instruments that they played, and, and they weren't bad at all. And then our cruise manager I don't, was not a cruise director. Uh, actually, her name, uh, she was an entertainment manager when okay. all of a sudden done. Uh, she was an opera singer, uh, as oh. well as um, a regular singer, because I guess I could do both. Um, so she provided a lot of the entertainment at night. So, yes, um, again, you don't go on Windstar for the entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it's available at night. Uh, you're going for the experience and the ports of call that they go on. Uh, but uh, if you need entertainment, it was there, and it was more than sufficient. Excellent. Now, um, obviously, pre-COVID, the open bridge policy was quite popular with Windstar. Is that still available uh, since the pandemic? Uh, They did. Uh, They did have open bridge, um, and it was closed a lot of the time for a couple of reasons. One, when they're going through the inside passage and all the different turns, and Mm -hmm. uh, we had a lot of fog at night, uh, it was tough to get up there. Uh, But when when they could open it, they would. So I would say it's always going to be available for you. uh, And it's certainly understandable when they can't, um, given the fact that uh, whether it's fog or uh, you've got literally have icebergs in the way of the ship. Um, The last person they want is me up there. Uh, bothering them. So. <laughs> Excellent. Um, now let's talk about the actual itinerary. As we mentioned, you were going in a northerly direction from uh, Vancouver, um, heading north on a one-way cruise uh, for 11 nights. Uh, talk about each of the ports that we visited and uh, what you did in those ports, whether it was a shore excursion or whether you did your own thing and uh, just went for a wander. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, after we left uh, Vancouver, the first day was uh, going through the Inside Passage, which uh, most ships have to do, whether they mm-hmm. leave Vancouver or Seattle and head north. Uh, and our first stop was Ketchikan uh, after a day at sea. Uh, we did uh, an off sh- uh, off-ship excursion, uh, which was an e-bike and hike, which is oh, wonderful. Yeah. Um, and we had some tour guys, which were uh, two young guys that were in their mid-20s uh, that just gave us our first taste of what we're going to experience the rest of the time, which was um, the land and everything that um, we never knew about Alaska uh, and the plants that grow there and uh, and the trees that grow there and the fact that salmon, when they spawn, uh, come back uh, from only one meter from where they were born originally. Wow. Uh, so they go out to sea for many uh, a long time, they come back within a meter um, of where they were born to spawn. And things like that uh, are, are really some of the cool things that you learn on a Windstar cruise. Uh, it's the education, uh, mm-hmm. and we're happy to, to be part of that. Uh, we visited Misty Fjords, which is a, a wonderful place. Um, another thing about Windstar cruises is the um, the, sh- the, the back of the ship um, the bo- uh, goes down, and they let mm-hmm. out uh, a whole bunch of um, kayaks as well yep. as some zodiacs, uh, and so you have the opportunity to rent a kayak, and they're all two-person kayaks, or you can go on a zodiac, which is manned by uh, actually one of the naturalists or mm-hmm. that are on board, uh, and they take you out uh, towards the waterfalls uh, of the fjords. Uh, so a beautiful sight and a beautiful picture uh, of you kayaking uh, with the ship in the background, which. Uh, was awesome to uh, to have as a keepsake. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure if they used the water sports platform in, in the colder stations. I knew it was popular in the Caribbean and in the Meds, but yeah, that sounds great. It is. Yeah, um, we don't, and you don't kayak off of it. You, uh, they just take them out of the water, uh, the, the the platform, and then they bring them up to uh, kind of where you would bark, kind of off there, and um, tie you up good so you don't fall in. The water is only. <laughs> 28 degrees or what uh, maybe zero um, Celsius. So <laughs> not, not, the, not the warmest. <laughs> um, 
we had a chance to go to Wrangell, uh, which is uh, a beautiful town, very small, uh, and went on a hike there with all the naturalists. All of them went on the hike with us, so oh, wow. which was cool. There were five of us hiking and five naturalists. So from the ship, um, some of them were new to the ship, so they were learning um, from um, the the main person that, that their boss, I guess, yep. um, that was teaching them. Uh, but uh, just taught us so much about the ecology and how um, the underground works and how trees uh, live there and the fact that um, uh, most of the trees, uh, you know, are uh, don't have a, a big root system because of the glaciers and there's no real mm-hmm. dirt and it's rocks that they're growing on and how their roots go out and uh, and how birds come and we actually had a, a naturalist who was a, a, a who specialized in bird calling. And she had an app on her phone and she put a bird call out there and no more than 10 seconds later, a bird showed up. Um, really? It was uh, really cool. Again, another thing I think you can't get from a bigger ship, but from a Windstar cruise, it was pretty awesome. Uh, we then went to Sitka uh, and a great, another great port um there. That's uh, actually where the, it was the old Russian capital. Uh, mm. and that's where, the U.S. took all, uh, took over from Russia, and they had the flag ceremony there. Uh, cool thing about that is the Russians actually left because they ran out of uh, uh, out of the seal population that uh, <laughs> that they had gone to Russia uh, to Alaska originally to get for for blubber and skin and stuff. Uh, the U.S. took it over, bought it from them, and all of a sudden found gold and oil. <laughs> uh, so I think they got the best of the deal there. <laughs> yeah, they got it for steel as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so, uh, but there's still a lot of Russian heritage there and some shops and things so you can find some, um, some, uh, some, uh, Russian goods as well as the church that they have there, um, that, uh, has some, uh, heritage from uh, Russia, which is pretty neat. Uh, next day we went to Tracy arm. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there, you, uh, uh, there's a glacier there. Um, we were able to take Zodiacs, uh, to glacier, uh, and see the giant icebergs uh, up close and touch one. In fact, our Zodiac, our job was uh, when we went out, it was to find a big piece of ice that they were going to use uh, at the deck barbecue that evening. Uh, All right. Ice out of it. So um, uh, the naturals and myself were able to pull up a, a big iceberg uh, from the water, put it on on board and, and bring that back to the ship. So uh, pretty, pretty awesome. Haynes, Alaska was another place we visited. Uh, Juneau, uh, where we had the great chance to go to see the Mendenhall Glacier uh, mm-hmm. and was one of the last trips um, that the company we went with is offering where you could actually hike on the Mendenhall Glacier. Uh, it is uh-huh. receding uh, so much uh, at such a great pace that they figure by the end of July, which is about a week ago, a week from now, um, that it'll no longer be able to be hiked on. Wow. Uh, and so we were one of the last people that could hike on it. Um, it's receding up into the mountains and uh, way too many uh, caverns and things that would be too dangerous to hike on. So we had the chance to be on that and uh, just its awesome beauty um, and the fact that we could do that. And it was a six mile canoe ride that we took out there to do that. Wow. Um, from a, a glacier that in 2000 and, or I'm sorry, 1901 actually filled up the entire uh, lake. Uh, oh, yeah. And now that lake is going to be all by itself without a glacier. Uh, and uh, and we'll see what happens with that lake. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So just wonderful things that you can't describe. Um, you have to be there for that. Um, we spent a day at sea. Uh, then we went to the Kenai F- uh, Fjords National Park, um, which is just near uh, Seward, Alaska. Yep. And uh, uh, got to park right in front of the uh, Aalik a glacier and ah. uh, so from our cabin we literally were able to see the glacier it's about a mile and a half wide uh, about 300 feet high uh, cav all day long uh, and we were able to get in the zodiac that came off the ship and get within i'd say uh, 800 to a thousand feet from the glacier wow uh, and watch uh, these giant ice uh, formations fall into the uh, ocean uh, and make that thunderous sound, uh, yeah. and not only the sound, but the big wave that comes off of it, <laughs> and having to point your boat into that wave 
uh, to make sure you don't capsize. So <laughs> that was pretty cool. Uh, so, uh, and then the last day, just uh, getting back to Seward and then uh, having the sad trip to go on a bus up to Anchorage uh, to end your vacation. So all in all, uh, all great, all great places that we went to and uh, um, a, a wonderful cruise for us. And if you had to pick one of those places as your, your favorite, would there would be one or would it be too hard? Oh, yeah, all of them would be hard. Uh, it would be too hard because of the people we met uh, and all the naturalists we were with. Uh, and when we did the offshore excursions, uh, the young um, gentlemen that we met with that knew so much about their their state, um, uh, their their land. Um, but uh, for my bucket list was to have a, see a calving glacier and to Mm-hmm. Uh, be that uh, uh, the last day of our cruise with the with the Kenai Ken National Forest and the that glacier there that was awesome to be there and and to, to see the massive that glacier recedes five feet every day um, <laughs> but it also gains five feet every day so it's yeah. called a, uh, it's a net neutral uh, uh, glacier so uh, eventually it's going to run out of ice um, and it will not be able to regain its five feet every day. Uh, but yeah. right now it's 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 wonderful. The other cool thing is that we never saw a drop of rain in all twelve days. Wow, that is very unusual in Alaska. It is very unusual. So uh, we've been watching the weather ever since, and the minute we left, it got cold and rainy, which they need because it was very dry there, and there were a lot of forest fires. Yep. So we're happy for them for that, but we were very happy for, we actually got a suntan on the ship. So when we're done with our excursions, <laughs> we're at the pool in the sun. So, <laughs> so we yeah, got a, of of course, a Caribbean cruise and Alaska at the same time. Because <laughs> Ketchikan, of course, is on the edge of a temperate rainforest. That's renowned for raining 99% of the time, I think. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And, and we just had a wonderful day and um, got to go into a forest and learn things we've never seen. We ate vegetation we never knew existed uh mm. different berries uh that we were told you know and, and that the bears eat and things that you don't see in other parts of the country or the world and um again uh it was not only uh enjoyable it was educational and that's what we we love most about it excellent you touched on bears there what about the, the rest of the wildlife of course alaska is known to have more wildlife than the rest of uh, north america combined so did you get to see bears Bald eagles, whales, everything. We did. Uh, we did. Um, and so we went at the end of June. So at the end of June, uh, the salmon run, it's all based on salmon in many ways, mm-hmm. uh, is the first or second week of July. So we just missed the salmon run where you'd see a lot more bears. Yep. We saw a few off the deck uh, uh, of our ship, or actually we saw one from our cabin with binoculars. Uh, <laughs> whales were, um, the, the ship would call them out as we would see them. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, orcas, uh, humpbacks, and sperm whales, which were cool. Uh, and um, when we went on a, a couple of excursions, what we were told most about is when we go for a hike, it's not really the bears that you should be concerned about. It's the moose. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can yell at a bear, but a moose, uh, they don't get that part. And, and they're a lot better, <laughs> and they're more, happy, uh, more excited to uh, run at you. Uh, and so... <laughs> Uh, that was kind of fun to learn. Um, but the eagles were cool. So uh, we actually were in, uh, it was Haynes, Alaska. Uh, and it was like uh, being in the Midwest and seeing uh, robins or cardinals. Really? They were everywhere, uh, sitting on lampposts and everything. And uh, it was it's it like, they don't, I, I, my guess is the people that live there don't enjoy that the fact that eagles are there. Uh, but we <laughs> certainly did because they were everywhere. No, it's a beautiful part of the world, and I highly recommend anybody uh, who hasn't ever considered going on a cruise to Alaska should do so because it is a very, very special place. Um, if the executives of Windstar were listening to this cruise, listening to this podcast, is there any kind of message that you would like to get back to them about your, your experience on Windstar? Uh, um, no, uh, we understand the, the health concerns, um, and however, their, their employees, uh, their that work on that ship work so hard. Uh, and we know they have those beautiful smiles behind those masks. It would be so great to see those smiles. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the second one would be just being transparent with us. Um, it just felt like um, that they may have been short staffed. 
Uh, there were uh, people that would, uh, the deck guys that worked in the morning were also the bartenders and at lunch, and then they were doing dinner at night. So, uh, okay. you know, they were missing a few guys and that's, uh, and that's across the whole industry. So it's not a Windstar thing. So yep. they'll eventually get there. Um, but just, I mean, part of the Windstar experience are those smiles and yep. uh, hopefully we get to that, that point where we can see that. Um, and, uh, and, and, and just and 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 if he can't, just be transparent about it. Just say, hey, I, you know what? We're short, or or yeah. we have to do this. Um, let us know. We're we'll accept that. <laughs> We're okay with that. <laughs> uh, you know, we understand. Just just tell us. That's all. <laughs> and from a personal perspective, now you've done one of the 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 motor vessels versus the, the motor sailing yachts. Do you have a preference over say windsurf versus starbreeze? Oh my. That's a great question. Uh, we love the surf. Um, I think there's a lot more deck space on the windsurf, uh, open deck space. Okay. Uh, and uh, Star Breeze, it's, it's just a little more, uh, the layout is a little more jagged. Um, mm-hmm. There's only one um, a bar uh, that's available uh, during the day, although you can order elsewhere. Um, and so yeah, I, I, I kind of like and maybe it's because it's the first time we went on it was on the windsurf, so maybe that's why I like it better. Okay. Uh, but I would do uh, the motorized uh, again for Alaska. I'd probably do it for um, probably like uh, Costa Rica, something like that. Okay, yeah. Uh, and you know, Baz, um, Star Breeze is going to be in Australia starting yeah. next spring, uh, and that's where they're staying. So yeah, that might be a place for you to check them out. Well, sure. I hope so. Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be great to see see one of the, the motor vessels uh, for sure. And if you had to uh, say who would this uh, Windstar cruise in Alaska be perfect for? Is it a particular age, a particular type of person who's more active? Is there a, a person that it really appeals to most, would you say? Yeah, I, I think for uh, for Alaska, I think it's for a little, actually a younger age uh, that's more um, outgoing and ready to go hiking or kayaking or whatever. So I'd, I'd bring the age down to 40 plus. Mm-hmm. I would not have family there unless they're very outgoing teenagers that understand um, that there's no entertainment for them um, yep. and sometimes no internet. So they can't play on their phones the whole time. Yep. Um, uh, but in other parts of the world, which I haven't experienced yet other than the Caribbean um, for Windstar, uh, I would uh, I would go I'd go more fifty plus at that point um, from an age perspective uh, as who they cater to uh, yep. and uh, uh, but yes uh, but you know what if you want if, if you're looking for the best in service and them to know your name uh, we had the drink package they what the first drink we ordered we they said what's your cabin number we gave our cabin number and they already knew our names they said oh well welcome we know you're on the drink package they had rememorized that already and uh it's just uh that's the amazing part that you can't get on the bigger ships yeah it is it's it's the the, the wind style difference for sure it makes a huge difference to your experience on board um we're going to wrap up with just a the little short fire i've got three short questions for you just choose one of the options but before i do that it's my shout at the bar what are you drinking Absolute Citron on the rocks. Okay, sounds good. Sunrise or sunset? For Alaska, neither. I <laughs> <laughs> gotcha on that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but sunset for sure, though, on any other cruise. <laughs> a day at sea or a day ashore? Uh, oh, my. Um, Caribbean at sea, Alaska at shore. Uh, ah. Just beautiful places. You have to learn uh, Mediterranean. You have to learn about these cities. Where you live is not where everyone else lives, and people need to learn about other cultures and how people live and how the world mm-hmm. is built and how trees grow and why they grow or whatever in different parts yep. of the world. It, it's quite amazing. Yeah, it is. And lastly, uh, using the pool on board or using the water sports platform? Uh, well, um, in the Caribbean, uh, the water sports, we did that in the past. Uh, I would not jump off the water platform in the Alaska <laughs> cruise, uh, but I would go on the uh, kayaks, and that I would highly recommend it. Um, there's an expense to it, um, but it's a once-in-a-lifetime, and that's something that uh, a buckless item you should save up for to literally take a two-man kayak or 
a Zodiac, if you, if you can't do the kayak part and have a naturalist take you out in front of a glacier to tell you everything about it and about the sea life around there um, and how orca whales interact with, with uh, sea lions and things like that is things you would never know um, mm -hmm. if you weren't there, if you were on a bigger ship. Um, it, it's amazing. Actually, Chris, I've got a story that I've never shared on the podcast, so I'll share it with you. It's about Alaska. The first time I went to Alaska was on Holland America Line. Uh, we were in Skagway, um, and we did an excursion called Saddle and Paddle, which took us uh, over the, the Yukon Rail back into the, the Yukon Territory, uh, where we did some horse riding and kayaking. And the kayaking was on a glacial-fed lake. It wasn't very deep, but it was a very big, wide lake. And off we went in these uh, two-man kayaks, and uh, somehow we managed to fall out and end up in this icy 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 cold water and yeah. uh, we, <laughs> it was a, certainly an experience we were the last cruise of the season and we were the first pe people of the season to fall in so we we made a, a name for ourselves in in uh, skagway oh, that day <laughs> i bet you did i bet you did uh, probably uh upper dewey lake is maybe what it's called if you remember that name oh possibly some time ago now <laughs> yeah oh no it's cold up there that it's even though it might the the air may feel warm um, it, those, those lakes are glacier fed and the glaciers <laughs> don't get any warmer than what they are because that's what keeps <laughs> the glaciers. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, have you got any future cruises booked to you off anywhere else anytime soon? Uh, not yet. I'm getting ready to celebrate a uh, 60th birthday. So we did 30th anniversary for this one and uh, 60th birthday is a year and a half from now. So I okay. guess that's what I get for my birthday present. So that's what I'm planning. We're looking at uh, Costa Rica or Panama Canal, I think. And Fabulous. Hopefully on the list. Oh, excellent. Good news. Good news. Well, when you do uh, get to cruise again, we'd love to have you back on the show. Chris, really enjoy your chat today. Thank you for being a part of it. And thank you very much for getting in touch with the Big Cruise Podcast. Thank you, Baz. I appreciate it. And thank to you and, uh, and to Chris as well uh, for keeping myself as many, probably as many as your other listeners, uh, into cruising during this whole pandemic, uh, feeling like we were part of cruising, even though we couldn't. And uh, it's up to uh, people like you that uh, kept oh. us uh, um, going uh, through that whole last two years. So thank you so much. And I know you guys had to go through a lot yourselves and really thank appreciate you. it. Oh, no, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. And as I say, you're always welcome back. Uh, thank you once again. Uh, we'll let you know when we go again. Take care. <laughs> Good cruising. You too. Be sure to share the podcast on your favorite social media channels. Hello, it's me again. Just wanted to thank those of you that have supported us via Buy Me A Coffee. Um, if you're not familiar with that uh, system, it's a little bit like Patreon, where you can support your favorite YouTuber or artist. Um, we use Buy Me A Coffee, which is basically because we love coffee. Um, and in a nutshell, you can donate the cost of a coffee, about four Australian dollars, or multiple coffees if you prefer. Um, and in return, you receive priority access to all of the podcasts. So it doesn't matter where you listen to your podcast. If you support us via Buy Me A Coffee, you will receive an email every week um, just saying the new podcast is live and available. Here's the link, or listen to it in your favorite podcast. And uh, it gets to you about... 12 to 24 hours before anybody else gets access to it so it's a, a great little bonus there and uh, once again it's about four Aussie dollars um, one coffee multiple coffees you decide but every little donation is greatly appreciated and just a reminder you can find the link uh, to buy me a coffee in the show notes on the website and uh, also via the buy me a coffee app thanks in advance and last, but by no means least, we're mixing it up this week. We're finishing the show with Chris, and Chris is going to update us on all things Norwegian. Was it Prima or Prima? Chris, over to you. Thanks so much, Baz. Norwegian Cruise Line's brand new ship, Norwegian Prima, enters service in August 2022. The ship is the first in NTL's Prima class. She clocks in at 142,500 gross tons and is 294 metres long. While the Norwegian Prima isn't the biggest new ship to enter service, she certainly looks like one of the most innovative. At a recent special event held in Sydney, NCL explained some details of a number of unique features about this ship, which I wanted to share with you all. To start with, the Prima class is being celebrated as the most spacious ship in the contemporary premium cruise category. This means Norwegian Prima has the largest cabins in the NCL fleet and some really interesting onboard spaces. Firstly, the ship takes NCL's already popular casual dining experience to the next level, with the introduction of the Indulge Food Hall. This is a seagoing nod to the world's great gourmet market halls. There are 11 different dining options in the food hall, which spill out to an outdoor lounge area. 
Diners can choose from rotisseries, southern comfort food, Latin-inspired food trucks, noodles, Italian dishes, salads, and even a special dessert bar. Norwegian Prima also features a ship-within-the-ship concept known as the Haven. This is an exclusive area of the ship and has the most spacious cabins designed by renowned Italian architect Piero Lassoni. Passengers staying in this accommodation can use all of the ship's amenities, but they also have their own specially reserved areas, such as a private restaurant, a lounge, a bar, their own sun deck, and an infinity pool, as well as 24-hour butler service. Up on deck, Norwegian Prima offers some really cool experiences, including the 420-metre-long Prima Speedway. Yes, that's right, it's a go-kart track at sea. The carts can get up to 50 kilometres an hour, and the track spans three storeys and this is certainly a space that's going to be popular with families. Another option for adrenaline lovers is the drop and the rush. The rush features two fast-paced water slides located on the ship's starboard side that see riding passengers move up to 10 storeys, while the drop is the first free-fall dry slide in the world, and it can be found on the port side. Here you can slide down from deck 18 to deck 8. For the more relaxed outdoor experience, Infinity Beach offers two unique infinity pools which give the impression of swimming up to the edge of the ship. Nearby daybeds offer a space to take in the summer warmth, while the nearby bar offers cocktails to passengers to enjoy. The ship also features the first charcoal sauna at sea, a $6 million art collection, unique hull art designed by Italian graffiti artist Peter, and the Concourse, a modern art gallery situated on the ship's ocean boulevard. And finally, to top it off, the ship has a Galaxy Pavilion, which has some of the most unique and out-of-this-world offerings, including a shipboard escape room, a flight simulator at sea, and a virtual golf course, while traditional showtime entertainment has been taken to the next level with the Tony Award-nominated musical The Donna Summer Musical headlining the evening's entertainment. That's a lot of excitement packed into one ship. I've been excited about Norwegian Prima for some time. In fact, since they first started talking about its innovative new design and the offerings on board, and I'm really looking forward to trying the ship out sometime. Are you, um, is anyone here, planning to travel on board the ship? And what are you most looking forward to about trying on board Norwegian Prima? The escape room sounds fun to me, and the go-karting on a ship is something worth trying out. Are you brave enough to try the 10-story drop? Let us know in the comments or send in a uh, email through to Baz and he can uh, read it out in the next Cruise podcast. Thanks so much for spending some time with me to hear about Norwegian Prima and back to you, Baz. Thanks to both Chrissies for joining this week's show. And just a quick reminder, if you do want to be a part of the show in any way, do get in touch via the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com, and in the top right-hand corner, click on Join the Show. Until next time. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, bon voyage. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.